Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. We're going to remember... 75 years of God's faithfulness to us as an Elim Pentecostal church in Long Eaton. So we've got a, a few things lined up, but um, there's a, a call to remember, but there's also a power in remembering, and that's why today is important, but it's also important to reflect and remember God's faithfulness to us over the years. I love what it says in Psalm 76. When you get the time to read it on your own, do it, because there's a cry from a heart that is distressed and feels far from God. But then there's a pivotal point in this psalm, in verse 11, uh, as he's thinking about his fate and what's happened and what's going off around him. And we can feel that way at the minute as we watch the news, all the distress and suffering that there is. This pivotal point that changes things is this in verse 11. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. And this morning, we are recalling God's wonderful deeds over these last 75 years, but we're also looking ahead to what God has got for us. And so to mark this, our 75th year of Ealing Pentecostal Church in Long Eaton, whether you want to call it birthday or anniversary, there's still cake anyway at the end. Uh, so that's important. So but besides eating cake afterwards... There's a couple of other things that we're going to do to mark this occasion. One of those things is uh, Laura Hicklin. She is compiling a book of testimonies from over the years. I'm really excited about this. So if you've got a testimony from uh, coming to Christ or healing, uh, I would encourage you to... Let us know, Adrian or myself, and we, we'll pass things on to Laura as we go along. But we really want to release that maybe at the start of the new year. Laura's already begun the process of getting that done. So is anyone excited about that? Yeah. yeah. That is really... Is anyone else excited? You know you can be excited in church, don't you? Yeah, great. I'm just clearing that one up. Brilliant. So that's one of the things. The other thing is... Uh, I'm going to ask if Matt and Tim would be my... Uh, I'm going to say beautiful assistants this morning. <laughs> the other thing that we've done is um, someone has given through a kind donation. Uh, we bought something for our garden that helps us to remember those who have faithfully served here over the years. Those who were missed, those that have gone to glory and a place to pause and thank God for his grace and faithfulness to us. So we've got a, so thank you for that kind donation. And this is what we've got for to mark. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Um, so afterwards, we want to invite you to come and take a seat on it and, and we'll take some photos as well to mark the occasion. But that's, that's going to be... So if anyone fancies getting the tea coil out and doing it for us we put it in, before we put it in the garden, <laughs> that'd be great. We've got that ready as well. This morning, um, uh, we're going to reflect on some of those 75 years and, and, as I've said, pray for what's ahead. And it was in 1948, uh, in, the, in the Epton's family home in Margaret Avenue, Pastor Bernard could be seen playing his violin in the corner of the room, packed with children, heartily singing choruses along with him. 
and an ironing board placed between two dining room chairs and uh, later on a, a, a piano that was purchased for, I think it was one pound. You can't get a piano for one pound now from Snenton Market. But not only that, it was delivered by a man with a horse, a, a donkey and a cart from Snenton Market to Long East, all the way here. Um, and it was from these very small, humble beginnings in 1948, the church began to grow. So uh, I'm going to invite Pastor Michael Epton out to join me as we share some of these thoughts this morning. We've got a few photos from those early years that we're going to look at that, that hopefully are on the screen soon. So here we go, Michael. There, that's your back garden. Am I right in saying that? That is correct, yes. Can you tell us about that building there? Okay, yes. My, uh, we, obviously, they'd been worshipping in the house for some time. And in fact, long before 48, uh, my parents had opened the doors after the war and there was a lot of young people, not just little children, but there was also a lot of teenagers. And it all started from the Beeston Church, in fact, where my father was a Sunday school superintendent. And then as they opened their doors, they saw these youngsters who got nowhere to go. It was just after the war, and it was all pretty desolate. So they began, and as has been said, my father played the violin, and they were all there and praising God. But of course, there was far too many people and so eventually, the young men said to my father, well, can't we build something, looking at the garden? And my father said, well, I suppose we could. And so they got some wood that they reclaimed, they got windows that they reclaimed, and other stuff that they reclaimed, and they built that corrugated iron building that you can see there. It seated over 40 people. That must have been a squeeze, 40 people in oh, that. Oh, it was good, I can assure you. And, and in that very room, I... I came in, in one night on a prayer meeting. I wasn't supposed to be there. And uh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit at the age of eight. Wow. So that wow. tells you when that was. Because I'm nearly 82 now. So, it, you know. It's, if we're good with maths, yeah. yeah well, no, it depends. And so that was it. And that, the whole of the area, the whole of the, all the houses around, they all knew that we were worshipping the Lord. You couldn't help it because it was a corrugated iron thing. And it was all right until it rained. Then, of course, you couldn't hear yourself think. But anyway, that was the beginning of the first time we had somewhere to worship. And it went on from there. So thinking about going on from there, our next slide depicts some of that. Now, for those who... Has anyone uh, been to Copper Cogs in Long Eaton? Um, so some of us have gone to Copper Cogs. Now, tell us about this building. So this is where Copper Cogs is now. It is. You can still walk through the door, just to the side of the steps there in Oxford Street. And uh, that was opened. And, and my father got it all when there was a cruise, tent crusade with a man called uh, Pastor Hathaway. Uh, the actual son of the man that's on the, on the brochure there. And he came and he did a crusade by the fire station, a tent crusade. And Margaret and other young people of the day... We're all there. It was a great, great success. But whilst that was happening, my father was busy uh, getting, acquiring that building there, as you can see. It seated actually 200. Wow. And if you look at the photograph on the right, you won't see it very clearly. The, rea now. the reality is that, that it was able to 
accommodate all that. When you go to Copper Cogs as a coffee, and I suggest you all do, not because I'm interested in the Copper uh, Cogs. There is thing. coffee houses of other available, that, the, including Infusion Coffee House, which is ours across the road, Michael. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I was there on Friday. Just clarify that, thank you. With you. Yes, that's right. We serve the best coffee in Long yeah. Eaton. Just uh, sorry, I, I, Michael, to interject I, I, there. I will go along with that. Yes. Can can you just behave? I mean, is there any chance? <laughs> but there is a photograph of the opening of that church. You won't see me because I was very small. Uh, but you know, the fact is that it seated all those young people and all the adults that were coming along. Now, the church, in its first case, started as I said in our front room, and a lady called Mrs. Miles, who had a sweet shop. Uh, came to there because she was really interested to see a new Elim church because she really felt that was right. And another lady called Mrs. Fern came and they were the first two adults to actually be there. Wow. The rest were all teenagers and youngsters, some from Beeston, some from Long Eaton, of course, in the immediate area. And Mrs. Miles gave my father 10 shillings and that 10 shillings paid for the rent for that building. Wow. So that was the beginning of bigger things. So is it Mrs. Miles as well that paid for the, the uh, piano? Yes, indeed. And that poor donkey that had that <laughs> cart. They put the piano on the back of it. I thought you were going to say we they put the donkey down after that. But <laughs> to put the piano on the... Poor thing nearly did. Uh, they, they put the piano on the back of the cart, but that was all right. But then the poor little animal, because of the weight on its back, it could, its feet couldn't touch the ground. So they got bags of Brussels sprouts, which most of you here won't have a clue what I'm talking about. But they tied them onto the shaft of the thing and brought the animal's feet down to the ground. <laughs> and carefully, with help from all the young guys that were there, they pushed it and shoved it and the poor little animal, it managed to get there. And then my father had to do major surgery on the piano. Well, you don't get much for a pound, even in 1948. Uh, well, actually, it was 49 when they got that. But anyway, there we are. And so that was the beginning of all those good and wonderful things. Wonderful. So Brussels sprouts are good, actually. They are very helpful. Yeah. In yeah. more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming into that season, isn't it, Michael? You, you mentioned uh, there was a lot of teenagers and children yes. present at this time. Yes. We're very blessed that we're a church that has got lots of children and young people. It's really encouraging. So... You know, all those years on, those, those young people grew up, faithful members of the church. Let's yes. go to the next slide, uh, Michael. So you will see there Auntie Margaret, and we honour Auntie Margaret for being a mm -hmm. founding member of, of Ealing Pentecostal Church in Long Eaton. Am I right? Who's that with Auntie Margaret there? That is my brother Paul. Yeah, younger He's brother. just two years old. Wow. He was born the year previous to the opening of the fellowship. And then thereafter, you've got pictures of the Sunday school anniversaries and things like that. And in <laughs> fact, my wife's brothers and sisters are on there as well, because wow. she used to walk with them from San Diego all the way down to come to church. And D Denise, have you spotted yourself on there? Denise is on there as she well. She is on there at the back, yes, wow. somewhere. Yes. And, and how, how many siblings is it that Yvonne's got? Yvonne had 12, well, there was 12 brothers and sisters, so... That's a Sunday school in itself, isn't it? When, it, when, they, when they appeared church. in the church <laughs> in San Diego, they would come around the wreck, and as they did, the, the congregation suddenly increased by 25%. Yes. Can, can, you, can you tell us some of Auntie Margaret's involvement in those uh, early days? Many Ma Margaret came from Beeston, uh, where my father, of course, had been the Sunday school superintendent, and she was a young teenager 
and she came over because she heard what was going on in our house. And so she came over and she started to be there. And when she saw my little brother, she took a, a liking to him uh, and she held him close, which was good because he could be a bit of a nuisance. He could run off. Of course, he's now a retired Elim pastor and he's evangelist and all the rest of it. But nevertheless, in those days, he did what he wanted to. <laughs> so Margaret was a blessing, but she was yes. also like my big sister. She oh. was just about 10 years older than me. And bless her, she used to be sat here in, in, right in this church, of course, all those years ago. She was the Sunday school superintendent for many years as well and was always involved in every aspect of the church and secretarial. And in fact, her daughter, Joy, who comes to the church, has a complete list of all the different things we did in all those years with Margaret. Margaret sadly went to be with the Lord uh, 2020 during COVID. Many of during us didn't COVID. get that chance That's to right. say goodbye. But we do thank her, don't we, for all that she's done. Let's, let's go on to the next slide. So this is the opening of Bonsall Street, to which you've got your uh, replica of the souvenir programme, if you're here now. Yes. Um, tell, tell us about that, Mark. So this was 1960. It was when I was 18, yes. Um, and I was privileged to be part of the prepare, preparation for that because there was an old building on there, on that site. Uh, that, that land was given to my father because a young man came from the Korean War, he'd, he'd suffered much, and he asked him if he'd take him and look, um, get him a job. My father created that by opening a shop next to the church in Oxford Street, and then a, another one in Beeston. But the man gave my father land on that condition that he could build a church. And so, there we are. And I, with a young man called Maurice Birdwistle, who was in Beeston, we set forward, and we were banging away, knocking bricks and bringing this building down, we marked out and laid out the actual foundation ready for the concrete to come, for that building to come and be put on it. The building was a, a building that was called a Banbury building. It was concrete uh, sections and uh, it was beautifully furnished out inside and was a great blessing. It seated, again, nearly 100 people. And bottom, our bottom left, is, is that are you on that picture there? That's your family photo, is it? Yes, it, yes, it would be me. Yes, if I'm standing behind somebody, it normally is me. <laughs> I, I never got in the front row, you know. Oh. Uh, oh. I, I know it was sad. But uh, yes, there we are. That's my, that's my father, my mother, uh, myself, of course, my younger brother, Paul. And down in his wheelchair is my brother, John, who was a spastic. He couldn't walk, talk, or hear. But nevertheless, it didn't stop him uh, being able to share with people that he loved Jesus. It wasn't easy, and his life was hard. And he had many operations. And we, Because our bedroom was very small in, in Long Eaton, in, in Margaret Avenue, we slept in the same bed. And he, after operations and so on, he would be in plaster, and he'd have bars on him and all sorts of things, and he would be biting me and pinching me because he'd got no way of expressing his pain, which was so sad. But nevertheless, we got through it all, as you can see. Yeah. And on other photographs, he, he's smiling, and there we are. Can you share some of those challenges and also encouragements from those early years of Elam Church? What I know is that in those days, my father, after the war, he, he just, when they saw what was going on around them, they decided that they needed to do something. But it wasn't easy. Because, of course, where they, in that area and at that time, the young people, of course, were very nervous. 
Uh, I mean, there was a bomb shelter right outside our house at one time. And they were, so, they were just recovering from all of the trauma of that. We still had ration books, by the way. Most of you don't know about those, but I used to have my little ration book. I would go to the corner shop and I would get the sugar and a little bit of butter or whatever it was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of money going around. There was not a lot of anything at that time. But nevertheless, my parents persevered and they pushed it through. And despite John being in the way he was physically, it never stopped them doing what they needed to do for the Lord. It never, ever got in the way. Yes, I pushed him, literally, until we were married. I was still pushing him anywhere we went, special occasions or whatever, because that was what you do. But it doesn't alter the fact that for all of that, my father, who worked really hard, Bonsall Street only happened because of that man giving the land, but also the church couldn't afford to pay my father as well. So he went back to work. And he worked at WH Paul's in Draycott because he was a qualified engineer from his time in the war. He worked with Frank Whittle, the man who invented the jet engine. And so he was a very expert man in those areas. But that was a price that he cost him. It wasn't just a, a monetary thing, but physically he got thrombosis. And it was in this leg and it was there for 10 years. Yet at that time, in Oxford Street, which you've just seen, he would pray for the sick. One young girl came in, she was 16 years old. One leg was short and the other. He prayed for her and it was instantly healed. Wow. She went home, took both of her shoes off because she couldn't walk because it was uneven. That pain continued, as I've said, for 10 years. And I well, then was driving. And Wynne Lewis, who was the pastor in Derby, was doing a crusade not far from here. And my father said, can you take me to the meeting? So I did. And although my father had been prayed for many times, he went that day, and when Lewis prayed for him, I was holding him up, as I always was. When we were praying for other people, I was holding him. The thought I was praying with him, but I wasn't. I was holding him physically. And he was instantly healed. And from that day onwards, no more thrombosis. Wow, that's incredible. I saw that leg white, cold, for all those years and the pain he was in was extraordinary did it stop him not at all wow. there were signs there was wonders and i have to tell you this what you see today with all the families and the children and the young people this is the dna yes. of this church right. it started yes. in 1948 yes. from that beginning and it's here today and you're here today yeah. because of sacrifice yeah because of people putting themselves out. Yeah. The 10 shilling note from Mrs. Mile that today would be a fortune, I suppose. But the fact still remains that everything was done and my parents from one day to the next just had to trust the Lord. Yeah. And it was no big deal. I mean, that shed when you saw it meant my mother couldn't put a washing out. Well, at least not properly, because once she did try it and it got ripped to pieces because of the metal the edge of the shed, you see. There wasn't room. So there we are. But that was it, and it was all good. And the thing above all of that is this sense of joy. Yeah. Always in our house, in those early years, there were young people. It didn't matter what time of the day or night. I would go to bed, and there'd be young people. I'd get up in the morning, and there'd be young people. Some of them in there all night just praying and worshipping the Lord. Wow. That was the environment I was brought up in. 
people would come to talk. W.G. Hathaway, the man who opened Bonsall Street, came and visited and he was around the table. I heard people talking about the coming of Jesus from very early age. Now in 1948, it's the same year that Israel was formed oh, yes. as an official nation That's right. all those years ago. Yes. And the enmity you see today yeah. is a, an, a continuation of the problem. Because Abraham, of course, you know, had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac was the one that came in and followed his father and followed the line of God. Ishmael did not. Yeah. And he was a nomad. Yeah. And those people, now that we look at them and we are sorry for all that's happening out there, and so we should be, but nevertheless, mm. that's because they were never settled. Mm. They never established an actual town. Jerusalem was established by David and by others before him. Yeah. And so those things now... But today we need to pray. Yes. But yeah. we pray first, the scripture says, for Jerusalem. Yeah. Because they've got to get it right. Yeah, that's right. And that means all this killing and stuff must stop. Yeah. But God does say in scripture that Gaza would be, uh, have a great amount of awfulness mm. because they were opposed to the will of God. Mm. Now, anyway, enough of all that. We, nevertheless, today worship the Savior. You worship him. You know him as your Lord. And I'm delighted that we're still here to tell the tale. Brilliant. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. Amen. We've got another couple of photo here. Uh, so if you look really carefully, this is inside Bonsall Street. Then. One half of it, yes. Or ha half of Bonsall So there yes. is another half with the rest yes. of the congregation yes, on. that's right. If you look really carefully towards the back, you'll see an unusual-looking fellow with a moustache. Can you see him? Goes by the name of Dave Sanders. Dave, Sa Dave Sanders is there. There we go. I think Joyce is in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. You can can see you see Joyce, Auntie Margaret there on the uh, Margaret's there Harry as well. Glace, Albert yes. Taylor, yes. Lynn Taylor, all there. Give me like this. Yeah. Anyone yeah. else there that we've missed off? That were there then? Yeah. Oh, can yeah. you see them? No, there are only one or two here who would be there at that time. Yeah. That was opened in 1960, of course, and we went, we were asked to go to Lincoln to take up the work there. My father was, and I, Yvonne and myself had just got married, and we were asked to go with them because it was going to be a tough job. So we did. And so my story ends here, but not now. No. I'm waiting for when the Saviour says, Michael, it's time. But that's okay, yeah. because we know we've done what we can do. That's right. Michael, we just uh, say thank you, because yeah. of your, uh, fam as you represent your family, those founding years of the Ealing Pentecostal Church there in 1948, we want to honour you. And it's such a joy to have you and Yvonne do a full circle and back with us here at um, Long Eaton. So we're going to pick up the story from beyond that time. So, but thank you so much. Thank Pastor Michael. You, thank you very much, and thank, thank you. you for my seat. Did I behave myself? Uh, pardon? Did I behave myself? <laughs> you, did, you did do well. Um, there's a couple of messages that we've had from former ministers. So one of them is from uh, Lionel Curry. And um, so, yes, he, he served here in 1970 to 1976. On the back, you've got the full message that he's uh, written to us. But he said this, that Long Eaton Elim, as it was known in the 1970s, will always have a special place in our hearts. May you know blessing and kingdom growth 
in the years that lie ahead. And amen to that. Also got a message off um, David Beresford and Jean Beresford that um, looked, oversaw uh, the work here from uh, 1988 to 1991. So they uh, took care, they were caretakers, as it were, ministers here. And uh, again, the full message is in your uh, program there, but it says, congratulations on 75 years of faithful healing witness in Long Eaton. It's one of the most fruitful times in my ministry and, and something I'm always grateful to God that we were able to be part of. And in these latter years, as it were, um, we uh, have received a, a message from the minister, Michael Williams. Some of you were around at Michael Williams' time. So Michael and Jill have sent this message. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and greetings from Swansea. Thank you for inviting us to share with you as you mark this 75th anniversary, celebrating the worship, work and witness of the Elim Pentecostal Church in Long Eaton. It's our great privilege to have been part of the journey and to have played our part in the history of the house. We became part of the story in 1987, thanks to David and Jean Beresford and the Oasis Christian Centre in Beeston. At that time, the church was at its lowest point, few in numbers, heavily in debt, and facing the possibility of closure. We were given one year to see if things might turn around. And amazingly, by the grace and goodness of God, we saw an incredible turnaround. We praised, we prayed, we invited, we preached the gospel and people got saved. And they invited their friends, family and neighbours who also got saved. And they did the same too. And very soon our Sunday night congregation numbered just over a hundred people. It wasn't long after that that we started our first morning service and we were really excited when 129 people joined us that day. Michael and I have got so many happy and wonderful memories of our time in Long Eaton. So much happened and there were many firsts that we celebrated together, like our wedding and the birth of our boys, Reese and Joseph. Our almost 20 years in Long Eaton was a really very special time. As a church, we were always doing something, clearing the debt, renovating the buildings, reaching out into the community, kids clubs, toddler group, opening the coffee shop and the offices, the establishing of the Canaan Trust, the Alpha courses, missions trips, our visits to Toronto, and the blessing that brought to the house. Our conferences, our Christmases at the May Hall in, in Trent College, moving into two morning services, and then moving into West Park Leisure Centre to accommodate the ever-increasing congregation. The starting of the evening congregations in Sawley and Breeston, and then into Beeston Rylands and Sandiacre and Taunton and outreaching Castle Donington, bringing Annette and Andrew onto the team and employing Tracy to head up toddlers. The list goes on. There are so many things about our time there that we will never, ever forget. And one of the most important things that we remember was that 16-week visitation from heaven where night after night we saw hundreds of people come in and getting saved. People were healed and they were set free. 
passion for God's presence was a hallmark in the church at that time. It really was an incredible season and it has left its mark on our life. The greatest joy of our ministry in Long Eaton was seeing people encounter God and becoming part of the church family. Alongside sharing in the joy of dedicating, baptising and marrying scores of people, we also shared in the sadness that comes with the loss of the home call of those receiving their reward. And we remember some wonderful, faithful people who we loved. Oh, there are so many people that we would love to mention and we just haven't got time to mention them all. So really sorry if your name isn't mentioned here, but we do want to say about these few. Sally and David and Bert and Kath who were with us right from the start as were Harry and Grace. Margaret Saunderson, Auntie Margaret, the best neighbour that we ever had and a faithful member of the church right from the very beginning. Ken and Iris Johnson, a real gift from God who were such a blessing to us personally and also to the church. Paul and Janet, Alan and Coral, Janet and McKelly, Carl and Carolyn, Dean and Lynette and all who worked alongside us as part of the ministry team and all who were part of the staff. We really do thank God for each one of them and for the investment they made and those of you who remain at the Oasis the investment you continue to make. Leaving Long Eaton for Swansea in 2007 really was one of the hardest things that we've ever had to do. The Oasis Christian Centre has had and always will have a really very special place in our heart. Finally, as you mark this anniversary, we pray God's richest blessing on you and trust that in the days to come, you will see all that God has purposed, promised and planned for the church becoming your reality. And as you go forward, remember the best is yet to come. Keep close to him and to each other. Enjoy the journey. Have faith and, and be, be blessed. blessed. Wow, how amazing is that? Just huge thank you to uh, Michael and Yvonne and Joy Weston for bringing the photos and the memories together. Uh, I know Luke Wilkins has been looking into that and researching that. And a big, massive thank you to Andrew for putting all that together and putting that amazing video together. Isn't that amazing? And Andrew's done a huge amount of work to bring all of that together and put it put it into a beautiful way of it coming across this morning, all in the time that we've been together. That, that's, that's real skill, so well done, Andrew, for doing that. It's amazing. We're going to not want you to rush away. There is cake and, uh, uh, to celebrate our 75 years together, and there's a, there's a coffee together. Just two minutes or a couple of minutes just to say, you know, your rearview mirror and then your front windscreen looking ahead and this morning, it's absolutely right to remember and to look in the rearview mirror and look back. And this is what we've been doing this morning and how inspiring it is to look back. How inspiring. We take inspiration from those different people of faith 
the individuals of faith and the collective group of faith who have brought us to where we are today. Uh, where we, and it's always good to look back. You look back in your rear view mirror uh, and you look you, to, to, so you can see where you've come from. And uh, we see where we've come from. It's really important to do that, to remember, to have memories. It's very powerful and very important thing to do. And that's what we've been doing this morning, Remembrance Sunday, remembering with the nation, but lest we never forget. And also as a church, we wanted to give credence to Remembrance Day, but also to celebrate as a church together. And uh, as Andrew said, to have Mike and Yvonne coming full circle, we see the hand of God to bring them back to where they started is quite spectacular. We could never have orchestrated this. So we feel God's hand upon us as a church, destiny for today. And to have Michael and Yvonne to celebrate 75 years is, is just been wonderful. So we look back, and it's so important to do so. And looking in the rearview mirror, looking in the rearview mirror is good because it helps you navigate forward. And I want to say this to us today. It is very exciting. Oh, if you move, I've, I've done that. Sorry about that. It's very exciting to look back, but looking back gives us mem- remembering, having memories should be the momentum to go forward. That's what I want to say about this morning. So it's absolutely right. Today is all about looking back at the faith, and I'm inspired by the, by like, like I think of Michael's mum and dad, what they gave up so that we could be here today. I'm also inspired by the lady who gave 12 shillings. Said, start something. That's amazing. I'm inspired. So this, it's important to look back, but our memories of the past. Now you have to look through the front windscreen. You see, the rearview mirror is smaller than the front windscreen because it's about moving forward as well. And so our memories and our establishing of 75 years, how amazing and wonderful that is. That's our inspiration. But we look back so that we can move forward. And so I would say today. Um, we count the cost of those who have gone before us, but we say today, count me in for moving forward. You know, and, I, and, and the thing can be this. We can say, what great memories. And you can see yourself and you can see some people in the baptism pool. And how, how amazing is that? But it's also, now where do we go? Where do we go as a church? Go, as we move forward as a church, as we move together, we count the cost of the past, but do we say, now count me in? As we go forward. And so, we, you, so you, you need your rear view to navigate forward. And when our memories give us the momentum for the future. And as a church, there is a great future. There is a great future if we count ourselves in, if we all stand together, if we all move forward, if we take the inspiration of the past and say, that's me, that's me. I can do that. God, count me in. God, count me in as we go together. So, so today we look forward and in the weeks and months ahead at our annual fellowship meeting, we'll be explaining about looking at what we're doing to look forward. Now's maybe not the time to, to map all of that out. But what I would say is we look back and rejoice. And, and it's quite emotional when you see some people, some of you will recognise in those photos back at 1960, you'll, you will recognise people and, and it gets you very emotional. And, uh, and seeing... And, and also, I, what for me is seeing all those photos of montage come through, think, we did all of those things, all of those amazing things. Well, for some people, you better sit on the bench, and there's a little plaque, 
an amazing plaque and have a read of it as you can remember and think about those that have given their lives and then maybe think about now me giving my life to what is ahead, hey? Giving my life to what is ahead. Uh, and, and yeah, okay, God bless. Let's, let's just pray. Let's pray. God, Father God, we thank you. As we look back over this day, we've been celebrating as a nation with the rest of the nation, honouring those that have given their lives for sacrifice to give us freedom today. And we want to never forget, lest we forget, so that our children can continue to remember those that have given. And also as a church, we are honouring those, lest we forget, that have given up their lives so that we could be as a church today. And it's been exciting, it's been emotional, it's been a journey, 75 years. But also we look forward, our memories now we pray will give us momentum to move forward as a church into our community and taken into new ways for new days, we pray, Father. So Lord, we say, we count the cost of the past, but now we say as a church, count me in for today and my journey for tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, we pray, giving you thanks, O faithful God, because it's you're the one who said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So Lord, we say, keep building your church as we give our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.